World's Fury Sprint Cars is up and running for 2014-15. We'll speak with Chad Nalen about how it's progressing today. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, Chad Nalen, as we go into the short break here on the World Series, David Murcock with a 44-point advantage over Brooke Tatnell. It's an exciting way we've seen this year's series kick off. Yeah, it's been pretty up and down uh, across the opening rounds, Craig, and we've had a few different leaders in terms of the points. We had Luke Dillon claim Speed Week in his own team, driving back for his own gear in South Australia, which I thought was very impressive given the fact that uh, he was with West Australia last duty, going on a small budget mission alone, and managed to beat some of the, uh, the world's very best. But at the end of the day, it's experience that's showing through. Uh, the current reigning Australian champ, Dave Murcott, ahead of uh, multiple World Series champion, Brooke Tatnell, who's back here racing with the Crickies again. So it's funny, the more things change, the more they stay the same, I guess. We've completed Speed Week, we've had one round up there in Brisbane. Donnie Schotts has proven that he's still the best person uh, when racing around Archerfield. And at the end of the day, you've got two of the old boys leading the way, and uh, both contracted drivers as well, which is exciting. Yeah, and it's been just amazing to see how we've seen Murcott's consistency, although he's winning rounds, but his consistency is just what's getting him there. And once again, Brooke Tatnell, he's always in that, you know, he's always... At or on the podium? Yeah, well, Brooks uh, been around long enough now to know how to bring the thing back in one piece. He made one small mistake in Adelaide and crashed out of uh, the A main in round one, trying to fight back where he was a bit slow in time trials and had to fight his way back from there. But he uh, did claim a win at Mount Gambia and a very uh, old Fox style drive down on what was a very fast and hard to pass track down there. So it was a bit of an F1 race where he won the race to turn one and never looked back, sort of thing. But we've had our surprises thrown in as well we had uh, Matt Eagle claim the second round and claim his first ever win and now that he's driving for uh, the Muirs which are a West Aussie based team uh, he completed a few rounds of them last at the end of uh, last season and really showed that well I guess kind of proved that once he gets into some good gear reliable motors that he was always going to prove his worth and it was really good seeing Matt Eagle claim a win at Murray Bridge because it was long deserved. Yeah, and another young guy, James Veal, he's also had a win this season. It shouldn't have been a surprise. He has been able to pick up heat race wins, but this time he was able to take out the night. Yeah, the real deal. He's been uh, pushing for a long time now as, as kind of the next big thing, and he claimed uh, he claimed the Rookie of the Year honours last year as a contractor driver. He went and had an amazing stint in America getting some really big podiums. He's come back to Australia and he's been pretty much unstoppable. He's uh, put another feature race win on the one that he got at Warrnambool the other night, so that makes nine already for the summer that he's got, which is pretty impressive given the fact that it's really only, you know, barely even halfway through the, the season at the moment. So uh, Jamie Veal's flying along. He got the win at Warrnambool, which is his home track as well, and it was a pretty dominant one, really. It was a good battle with a couple of guys, including uh, Murcott there for a while but, and Linesy, but he, um, he stayed true and got that win. Uh, we didn't see the pace out of him at Avalon or Mount Gambia like I thought that we would, but once he got his mojo back and at Warrnambool, he proved why uh, the, he is so highly fancied. And the big thing for him, he won a prelim night at the Classic last year. And I reckon this year at the Classic, he'd almost, dare I say, it have to be the favourite, which is pretty impressive given he's only like 26 years old, going into the biggest sprint car race outside of America in a couple of weekends' time across Australia Day at his home track. He's a bit of a cult hero there. Maybe he can bring home the V35 uh, on the podium or in first, more importantly, 
uh, at the Classic, then I think the locals are just about tear Warrnambool down because that'll be a, a very popular win. You talk about the contracted drivers and this year, 10 contracted drivers and only one international, only the one uh, American, Kyle Hurst, who is uh, racing for Monty Motorsport. Yeah, Kyle, uh, he's uh, the king of California, they call him, after a, a very good season out in, in the USA's West uh, across last season. He comes in filling the seat for Shane Stewart, who was away and actually had, or more importantly, his partner Jen had their first child on New Year's Eve, I think it was, a little girl. So he was unavailable to race this summer. Kyle Hurst answered the call. He very nearly won Speed Week. He should have won Speed Week. He made a mistake while doing enough to have won the 10K. But uh, unfortunately, at Warnable on a restart, he just hooked the cushion and put it in the fence and uh, crashed out of the A-Main and crashed out of $10,000 right there. So Luch, uh, Monty and the boys like Kim Buswell probably wouldn't be overly happy with that, but he's been very impressive since getting here. He's been second, I think, about four or five times just about. Uh, just can't seem to break through for that win, but he's been getting the points. And apart from that one DNF at Warnable, he's probably been the pick of the consistent drivers so far. So he's um, he's going to go down to the wire as one of the three that were always going to be a chance. I always had it between Mercott, Tattnall and Hurst as to who was going to win it. And we'll just have to wait and see when we go to, uh, to WA for the Western Swing who's going to actually be that man. But he actually... Needs to win a race or two if he's going to claim it because we've seen Murcott win two and get some podiums. We've seen Tatner win one and get some podiums. So Colhurst can't keep getting top fives and expect to win World Series. So far this year, 83 drivers have scored points across the rounds completed so far, which goes to show when you've got uh, you know local drivers that are picking up podiums and picking up wins in heat races, how strong they are against these guys who are racing in and amongst themselves each and every weekend, and well, each and every day on the World Series. Yeah, and that's what makes World Series cool is that you get the local contingency, you get the Americans, still a good mixture of uh, experienced guys in there and a couple of young guns coming through, which will hopefully one day you know, be winning A-mains as well. But um, that's what World Series has always been about. You've got the travelling road show. It's kind of like the outlaws in America. And they rock up to a local track where you've got a lot of local talent, like Luke Oldfield, for example, up in Brisbane, put the thing on the front row alongside Donny Schott. Um, And you get that over in WA, you'll have Jason Kendrick, you'll have Ryan Farrell, you know, really strong guys that'll beat up on any of the contractor guys on any given night. I mean, Jamie Ville, uncontracted this year, uh, won the local round at Warnable for him. So there's always that great battle between a mixture of a couple of Americans, albeit only one contracted, but any given night, I mean, for every round so far, we've had at least three contra- uh, sorry, three American drivers uh, feature throughout the night. So there's been a good mix. And like you said, over 80 cars have already competed. About over 100 by the time WA came into it last year. We'll have over 100 again this year. I think we had 116 into the Classic last year. 116 cars. That is just a ridiculous number. And it goes to show you just how strong sprint car racing is at the moment. Cole mm-hmm. Hurst running third at the moment, 102 points back. But when you consider you can pick up around 330 points on a weekend, <laughs> it's not too it's not too far off the pace. Absolutely. 250 points for an A-main victory. I mean, you get quick time, that's 60 points right there. So uh, there's a lot of points up for offer on any given night. And if you can snare yourself a podium and Tatnell and Murcott you know, maybe don't make the A-Main or crash out of the A-Main, which can happen, does happen, has happened so far this year, then uh, there's absolutely every chance that anyone like Cole Hurst would be there to jump on it. And he's been consistent. Like, I mean, out of the first four rounds, the worst result that he had was a sixth until he threw it in the fence at Warnable. He got, I think he was seventh in Brisbane off the top of my head on the weekend. 
behind uh, Daniel Harding, who did pretty well to come home in sixth. So Cole has to be there. He loves the West Aussie tracks. They're a bit bigger, a bit faster, a bit more American, I suppose you could say. Uh, he's done a lot of running over there because that is the Monty Motorsport home ground advantage over there. So we'll see where he fares at the end of the year. But it'll, it'll go down to the grand final, 100%. Like you said, there are that many points up for grab, that close all season long. I mean, we had six, six drivers in contention for the Speed Week title at the end of round five. And they were all separated by, you know, pretty much give or take 60-odd points across the whole six, 70-odd points. So it's been a very close season so far. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it goes down to the last domain of the season. What we need to talk about, 1HDs, Saturday afternoons at 1pm. Yes, we start in a couple of weeks. So it's, uh, I think, the 17th off the top of my head is our first air date, 1pm, 1HD. Uh, it's myself and Brian Ingerson uh, on camera. And we've also got the voice of the world of outlaws, Johnny Gibson, who will be in the commentary box for the television coverage which uh, as well, which is an absolute coup. So if any spring car fans out there remember playing the World of Outlaws PlayStation game on PS2 back in the day. That was the voice of Johnny Gibson in that game, and uh, he is something of a spring car institution in America as well. So I've been lucky enough to go to an Outlaws race and listen to him call over there. We've been lucky enough to have him for a second consecutive summer. Uh, Wade Orange is no longer on the coverage. He's working at Sydney Speedway, so uh, it'll be rostered up between myself and the new uh, voice of World Series spring cars, which is Benny Bishop, a bit of a journeyman of Australian motorsport, sprint car racing and also drag racing and some other stuff like that. He called some V8s for me this year as well. So he's uh, very knowledgeable, especially with Speedway. And he'll be hopping into the hot seat as part of one coverage. But uh, we're, we're pretty happy with the way the TV show has been coming on. You know, it's, uh, it's post-produced television, so you've got to give the viewers something else because they, you know, let's be fair, probably already know the results or at least the, the fans of the sport probably know, you know, who the winner of round one is. So why are they going to bother watching it again? Well, you've got to give them something a bit more and hopefully that's what the coverage uh, offers. And for those hardcore fans who can't get to the racetrack, Race Night Live, where you can keep up with everything that's going on on Race Night. Yeah, it's pretty cool, especially just the points and grids, which is pretty much what makes up a night. I know that I try and do it myself when I'm uh, away from, say, the Motorplex, for example. I, there's a few different websites that I try and follow, but the Race Live app that you can get on your phone is the best way to stay in touch with everything World Series-wise. It lets you know who's going to be in the A main. It lets you know who's going to be in the top eight shootout or who you can expect to see coming out of the B. It'll give you the grids and all the points and how it's all working out across the night. And plus, the, uh, the Twitter and Facebook updates this year have been really good too. So lots of constant updating. So if you've got a Twitter account, make sure you follow WSS underscore Sprint Cars. Just look for the World Series account. Give them a follow because they, they do update regularly throughout the race, put up lots of videos, lots of photos. And for those that unfortunately can't make it, there's always plenty of ways to, to keep up to date and you'll be able to watch it all unfold on the 10 network throughout the, the following weeks as well on one, which is pretty cool too. Chad, great to have you here on Inside Motorsport to talk World Series Sprint Cars. Thanks, Craig. Looking forward to seeing how it all uh, unfolds. Uh, I'm going to back Brooke Tattnall in from this one. I like Cricky Motorsport this year. Brooke's got a bit of swagger about him, uh, and they've been very, very quick so far. So when he gets back onto those WA tracks that he enjoys, I reckon Brooke Tattnall's going to be the man to maybe win another World Series crown. I think that'll make nine. That's very impressive. Yeah, it's a hard man to bet against. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time around, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.